Hello, Catherine here. I wanted to let you guys know that we are putting together a really scrappy, I'm currently recording this in my closet, uh, mini season speaking with chefs about the COVID-19 crisis. So we're finding out how it's impacting their daily lives, what they're doing to try to help their staffs and their businesses and their families, um, and tricks and tips for staying sane, what they're doing at home, cooking, spending time with their families. Um, we want to know what they're up to uh, and how we can help. So we hope you enjoy the season and we look forward to a time when we're all hitting up the Boston restaurant scene again. Before I dig into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you to keep your eyes on thefoodlens.com. Yes, sadly, our restaurants are still closed, um, but a lot of our local chefs are putting out some really great content and we're getting some of that up on our website. So we have uh, recipes from uh, Jeremy Sewell and Michael Scalfo, and we're always adding new content, uh, new takeout options. Um, so keep your eyes on the site. Today I'm going to be chatting with Aaron Cohen of Gracie's Ice Cream in Union Square, Somerville. He was slated to be opening a second uh, concept in Kendall Square and I'm looking forward to chatting with him, hearing about the ice cream pickups that are selling out so fast that he just started doing, and hear about how he plans to approach the new place going forward. Let me back up. Gracie's Ice Cream, we tried to get some, but you guys sold out in about two seconds. Tell me what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening at the shop? <laughs> um, so we were closed for about a month and then decided to open for... Um, pint pickup, which uh, would be pre-ordered. Um, ice cream has to be made at least the day before, so it's not really something that we can just say, what do you want, and then make it like a, like a pizza shop. Um, so we started doing that last month, um, and we've been doing one a week. This week we did two, so I was there last night for an hour doing pickups, and today I have more for about two and a half hours. Um, and it's been going uh, really great. Um, we sell about so about what we would do in a busy Saturday in about a minute and then spend about two and a half hours doing pickups. And then um, there's like five or 10 hours worth of spreadsheets, which I do like, but it's it's a lot. That is a lot. Do you think that... Like, assuming things open back up in some way soon, which I'm sort of getting the feeling that they will, do you think this will will change your business model at all? Like, is there, an, is there any part of this that you're like, oh, I actually think we might keep doing some of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we'll probably stick with this as long as it's working. Um, and then as, long, as, as soon as it stops working, then we'll have to figure something else out. Um, I announced that I was closing because I wanted to support distancing and everything. And then it took me like a couple of weeks to figure out how to reopen um, safely because like it was important to me to have shorter pickup windows with fewer people as opposed to 15 or half an hour windows with, with more people because I didn't want to have people lined up in front of the store. And so I'm not 100% sure how we reopen because, you know, ice cream shops have lines in the summer and it's not super safe to be in line right now. So I have to, um, you know, figure out more what's, what's happening, what it's safe to do, what people are comfortable doing and what my employees are, are comfortable doing and, and factor all that together. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, it's a situation that's just changing all of the time. Yeah. Um, and there hasn't been a lot of guidance from what I've 
gleaned from my conversations with other business owners. Um, I'm always so impressed that even though this is such an extremely like tolling taxing situation for you, just from a business perspective, it seems like almost pretty much everyone, no, 100% of the people that I've talked with are always putting their customers and their employees and everyone's safety ahead of their own like financial security. So how are you thinking about, about all of that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know because you know, it, like, ice cream is is different than sitting down in a restaurant because it's already takeout. Um, so, so we could have been open. You know, the 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 weekend before Governor Baker closed the restaurants, we had gone to takeout only anyway, as a precaution. And you know, I was there both those days that were open, and and there was still people in line. And you know, yeah, I, everything changed so quickly. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, I think everyone is figuring it out as it goes along. But you know, for the at the same time, everything is changing really quickly. So you wouldn't have expected widespread map, mask adoption to have taken hold. I know, no, it's, I know it's a forced order now. But even before it was forced or required to have masks in public. You know, eighty percent of the people that I saw had had masks on. So, it's just a question of what people are comfortable doing, along with what is safe to do. And it it's in a lot of ways, it's it's going to be dictated by the customers anyway. So, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's not like it's not like I could just say, okay, we're open, come get in line. People would do that, but not as many people as last summer, for example. Right, and Aaron, you are so in touch with your customers on Instagram and there's like so much so much back and forth what are you hearing from people what are you guys talking about I don't know I think it's it's probably I mean what are you talking about you know it's 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 I think everybody or I think a lot of our customers are in the same position uh, as I am you know as a like outside of the ice cream shop um, you know I've got two kids at home and my and a wife and she, she's working as like working from home as much as she was before and you know we'd like to go and do things well that's not true I don't I didn't like doing stuff before <laughs> but <laughs> you were born for this Aaron yeah yeah <laughs> people people you know like I, I think that um one of the things that's always been pretty important to me is keeping in touch with friends and, and keeping in touch with people I know and it's an extension of that keeping in touch with with our my customers or our customers and it's a lot different marketing a business now than last year or a couple months ago because your outlets for marketing are are vastly diminished. But um, it's not hard for me to have a conversation with somebody that's a, a customer of the shop, and that's something that I, the customers have been responding to positively, and it's fun to do. And it's it's like I, I don't know. I can in my mind I can say it's work. So. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that a little bit more, not to yeah. like glaze over the horribleness of everything that's happening, but like we've yeah. all talked to death about that. Yeah. Um like you seem like such a low-key guy, but you're you're really savvy when it comes to marketing, especially online, and you were really early um with some of your other businesses. Mm-hmm. Like what can other small business owners, especially in the hospitality space, like what kind of lessons could you give for for customer interaction right now, because you're clearly you're doing something right. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, restaurants should think of themselves as personalities, and you know, extensions of the owner's personality, likely, or or whomever is is 
you know, driving the experience of the restaurant um, or the small business, like whatever that experience is, that's an extension of somebody. And I think that it's important to continue to extend that personality into your customers' lives now. So it's uh, if they can start showing parts of their personality that cross over, that's probably a good thing now for, you know, keeping their customers' attention and, you know, giving their customers something to do since they can't come in for dinner. Yeah. I found what's been kind of interesting and I've really enjoyed is I think a lot of people have been hesitant to put themselves out there because they felt like, oh, it's too expensive and I can't afford the PR and like I can't make it shiny enough. And well, that's why I'm doing it. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's like it is too expensive. So that's why I'm doing it this way. Yeah. But I think that because of that, a lot of people now that they're seeing even the fancy people are alone in their basement and like maybe they're better at putting on their makeup or have a more expensive phone, like it still looks pretty janky. And I think the silver lining is people are getting brave about putting themselves out there. And so we're hearing from more people in a more kind of authentic way uh, than maybe we were before. Yeah, I think I think that's true, and I think I think it's really it's really kind of it's really interesting, and I, I think it's neat. Um, it, it, the same thing with you know musicians who are home and should be like would would normally be out touring now, and um, they're playing you know acoustic from their living room or or setting up Zoom uh, performances with you know with the band and everything. I think that's I think that's pretty cool uh, that that they're doing that, and it's kind of like what else can they do, but. It's hard to imagine, I mean, I, I don't know, right now it's hard to imagine this ending, right? And then it's also, it's, but it's also hard to imagine it not ending. And then the third thing that's hard to imagine is uh, some of the stuff that's happening now going away uh, once it does end. Yeah, yeah, how our habits have changed. And I think about yeah. I think about that a lot. And I know you and I are in a similar situation because we have young kids. And there's like, yeah. okay, so it's one thing for me to just, have book club on Zoom, but like also my kid hasn't played with another kid in two months or, yeah, right. you know, everyone has their own situation and story. Um, I'm also, I'm sort of jumping around a little bit, but I also want to talk about, uh, you were opening a place in Kendall. <laughs> yeah. That was the plan, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's still the plan. <laughs> what's, what's going on with that? Um, you mean like what's what situation are we in right now? I mean... I, I, everything's up in the air, and only tell me what you can and what you want to. But I'm wondering if you're, yeah, <laughs> what your thoughts are about it, and yeah. So we're in the middle of construction, uh, and construction has been stopped in Cambridge. Uh, so there hasn't been any progress on construction in the last six weeks. Um, How about this bigger picture? Are you still feeling like you want to go ahead and open another ice cream shop? <laughs> like, how's your headspace right now around being in? The ice cream shop business and the hospitality business in general. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to keep opening stuff. Um, I want to keep opening stuff. I have a lot of ideas for things that, like for restaurants that we could open or spaces that we could open. I think that it's definitely going to be a challenge over the next, you know, X months until there's a, a vaccine that is widely available, um, and so. It's hard. It's, even before, even before Corona, it's hard for me to think about how this new one will work because it's it's so different. There's going to be a bar and a cafe, and um, that may have been breaking news. I'm, I'm not sure if we've talked. Yeah, about that, that is breaking news. Can, <laughs> can we can we break the news right here? 
Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be a, a, a bar part and a cafe part, and um, it's, a, it's a small space, but it's, it's going to be really neat inside. And there's a lot of different parts of this, this new business that are unique or are different than what I'm doing now. And so it was hard for me to wrap my head around them before. And now it's even harder because it's, it's like, well, that place is going to open at some point and I'll figure it out then maybe. But, but right now I don't know exactly what we're doing or how to, how to think about it. And like, I think about it like once a day or twice a day and I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to figure X out or figure Y out. And, um, I mean, the, the, the only thing I like doing is, is coming up with whiskey cocktails for it. <laughs> if we could just do that. If that's right, what it yeah. was like to run a bar, you just get to right, yeah, yeah, make yeah. up cocktails all day. That's what it's like. Uh, speaking of being in the weeds with stuff, like I'm assuming you are a lot more intimate with the day-to-day of your business right now than you normally would be when you could hire some kids to like seasonally scoop in your shop. Uh, maybe, I mean, not that you're some... Yeah, super divested <laughs> person, but I, I'm curious order. what the uh, what the what that's been like. Um, it, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I, your question's not completely crazy, uh, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's like um, the thing that's different is that we're not running the shop the same way that I used to. So. Before it was an ice cream shop that was open every day, and now it's a, an event business that sells ice cream twice a week or three times a week, and and yep. and merch. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the merch is the best part. But um, and I, I think I'm actually fairly well suited for running an event business because that's what I used to do. Um, and so it's been. I am far more involved now than I was before, but it's also because the shop is completely different than it was before. So it's, 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 um, you know, when we first opened the, the first couple of weeks that were opened, I was in Philadelphia for the Philadelphia bacon and beer festival and we had run out of spoons at the ice cream shop. And it was like the, the second week that we're open, I think. And I was, I was so frustrated because I was like, why didn't anyone say, why didn't anyone tell me that they had opened the last box of spoons, which was something that was like, that was a protocol that we had put in place. And I realized like, as like I was setting up the Philadelphia Bacon and Beer Festival and like dealing with running out of spoons, because I had, you know, thousands of spoons in my basement for other, other events. <laughs> and so somebody basically just like ran up to my house and, and got spoons from my wife. But I realized that I was like, really good at making sure that I had enough, you know, plates, cups, spoons, whatever for like one day. And the fact that we were open every single day was like kind of killing me. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, over the last five years, I've gotten much better. We still run out of stuff here and there, but I've gotten much better at, at the data, at like running a business day to day versus an event based business. And so now it's a mixture of both because we have to make sure that we have enough, um, you know, pine containers to fill, and uh, like it, it like we got down to under under hundred, and I, I got kind of freaked out, so I ordered fifteen hundred, which is you know it's a lot. That's way more than we use in a week. <laughs> um, and so, um, I don't know. I think that like it's th- there's a lot of stuff that uh, 
I could hire for, which which is you know like a competency that I hired for was was making ice cream and scooping ice cream and serving customers with a smile. That's something that we had hired for in the past uh, because it wasn't something that I could do 100% on my own. And as we scale up the um, the ordering, like the pint the pint events, as we scale those up, there might be some stuff that I can. Uh, hire for, but I also have to figure it out before I can. I have to figure out how to do it myself before I can hire somebody else to do it. Um, it's always a painful process as a business owner. You <laughs> think like I really suck at this, and I know that I should hire someone better than me. But first, yeah. I have to do it myself so that I can make sure they don't mess it up and I don't go broke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you are you saying that I suck at Excel? Is that what you're saying? Oh, not not at all, Aaron. You, okay. you strike right. me as a very Excel competent kind of person. Yeah, I, One of I, your I, core I, strengths. I, yeah, not a not a core strength, but I have a lot of experience with it. I, I love spreadsheets. Um, and I'm not I'm not being facetious at all. I, I really like spreadsheets. Um, oh, that actually I, is a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm I'm uh, I'm grateful because I've been able to hire back a couple, or not hire back, but hire or continue to employ um, some ice cream makers. Uh, so they're there every day. One one um, one person is there every day making ice cream. And then I'm kind of doing the pickups and the marketing and the admin for the sales on my own. So it's uh, you know I've been trying to find a process and a software and a system that that works for these sales, and there isn't one yet. Um, I'm doing I'm using Talk right now as a in, in like with like three different workarounds to make it work. That's um, really interesting. I'm so glad that I asked those questions and was so wrong about them because I think I kind of assumed that like you were there making ice cream and scooping it. And I knew that that wasn't always your main job, but the way that you've pivoted is you're just like, how do I do the stuff I was always good at, but in a new way, not like, all right, I like, I personally know other restaurant people who are, you know, back doing jobs they did when they first opened, but they're yeah. not really their, their jobs, but like, you're still doing your job. You're just, you're just pivoting the whole model. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's that's a good way to put it. I mean, I would I would I was there scooping regularly and and working with the ice cream makers uh regularly beforehand. Um I like being there when it's busy um and and talking to customers and stuff. So yeah, I think that that's a good way to put it. Um Well, maybe you can give some lessons when you figure out the the Technical software. Maybe you'll design the software for this crazy new world that we <laughs> that we're living in. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting talking to other owners and seeing how other owners are doing their sales. Because if you see if you see what's happening is you'll see an Instagram post with like seven bullet points of instructions on how to do something. Yeah, they're like ignore this pickup time. That's not your actual pickup time. Wait for an email. <laughs> yes. Um, all of those bullet points are are things that aren't working with the software currently and our workarounds mm-hmm. that the business owner figured out how to do the sale that works for them. So, you know, those those are all owners who have to make something in advance and have a finite amount of what they can make and can't just make stuff to order. Yeah. Restaurants in in businesses like mine like like, you know, donut shops or bagel shops or bakeries, uh, you know, Vinyl and Bagel Source and Goldilocks and uh, Blackbird Donuts, they, those are all folks that are figuring out ways to do sales that work for them then undertaking an incredible amount of admin on the back end to like match the orders with the times and then an incredible amount of communication with the with the customers to run the pickups i think i'm less willing to i'm less willing to do a sale that has 
uh, more admin just because I'm not really able to. Yeah, definitely. And it's the same way on the consumer side, right? Like, of course, I want a bagel source bagel, but like finding like navigating that gauntlet, like with my two kids trying to do my job, is like rough. And I and I every time I don't make it happen, I think about the business owner on the other end. Yeah, you know, and like, I'm pretty dedicated. Like I got my Union Square Donuts today and I was psyched about it. if (laughs) If I'm having a hard time doing it, then you know, other people are. So I really hope that you know, you guys are able to figure something out. Um, I'm sure that you will. Yeah, no, I mean, there is, there is a, there is an enormous amount of goodwill and patience. You know, I'm grateful for the, the support of, of all of our customers in the community, in the neighborhood. It's, it's been, it's been really gratifying uh, to, you know, to spend as much time as we have trying to be a part of the neighborhood and be a part of the community and then to be supported that way. I do have the concern that eventually people will get tired of trying to buy ice cream Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to buy ice cream, especially if you know the restrictions open up and like I'm not comfortable with the level of restrictions. Like, like I don't know what I would do if I was put in a situation where like all the ice cream shops are open and we're not, because because at that point maybe we don't have the same support. Yeah, that's a tough place to be in. Although I think that it is a two. Th- I don't think it's just that people want to support you. I think because the options have been so limited. I think people are actually appreciating like, oh, this is like truly delicious ice cream. Like we went, I went to Union Square Donuts, like I said today for like the curbside pickup and I had Jack, my four-year-old in the back, same, yeah. same birthday as Aaron's son, Callum. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, and then there's like, Union, like there's Dunkin' Donuts, they've been open. And I was like, <laughs> but buddy, like, no, like we, yeah. like, yes, you, Dunkin' Donuts is across the street from my house. I have not once tried to, tried to get one. I think people now, are appreciating them more because there's less options. They're having to work harder and they're realizing like how much they care about this from not just a local business perspective, but even just the food. (laughs) Like, well, you guys are the reason that we live here. Like, let's be, I don't know. I grew up in rural New Hampshire and like, Uh I'm sorry, I don't live in Somerville because it's like beautiful and affordable. Like I live here because there's really awesome businesses, especially food. And you guys have to, I think there's a lot of yuppies like me that have no interest in living here if there isn't wonderful businesses like Gracie's. Well, that's cool. That's nice to hear. The last thing I always ask people like, you know, how can we support you? What can we do? And I'm going to let you talk. But first I'm going to say you have merch, which is like very cool and very fun. And I know that's one (laughs) way to support you guys. So tell us about the merch and how we can get it. Uh, yeah, we, I, you know, I used to manage a band and we would print t-shirts for the band. And like one of my favorite things was being at the shows every night selling, selling t-shirts. And then I was doing the festivals and we always did lots of t-shirts for the festivals. And so that's been a national, natural transition. Gracie's has always had, uh, I've always focused a lot of attention and energy on our merch. Um, so we have, you know, a couple of different t-shirts. We have, uh, the zip up hoodie, which is the softest, hoodie that you'll ever wear it says ice cream weather on the front and then last month we introduced uh gracie's ice cream sweatpants which uh i never i don't think i ever thought that i would make sweatpants but they are sweatpants are back baby and uh (laughs) if i I, they're coming tomorrow from the printer and um we pre-ordered probably three times as many as i had expected like the, the customer's Customers pre-ordered three times as many as I expected. Um, so I'm pretty excited about those. We're going to do a pickup. Uh, we're going to do a pickup night where you can you get a free pint of ice cream if I don't have to ship your your sweatshirt out. So yeah. So if you want if you want um, if you want to buy a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or hoodie or sweatpants, uh, go to icecreamgracies.com 
and you'll be able to find the store pretty easily. And I think that uh, March is a really good way to help local businesses because, um, you know, if you have a gift card, there's there's arcane rules about uh, when you can actually recognize that revenue. You get the money right, right away, but then you have to kind of save part of it. Um, so I personally, I think that the t-shirts and other merchandise items from the business are, are better, um, better ways of supporting, but of course the gift cards are, are great support as well. Awesome. All right. Well, we will order some merch and then we can also be a walking advertisement. <laughs> uh, thank yeah. you so much, Aaron. I really appreciate it. And I am going to get in on that next pint pickup. Mark my words. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi guys, Catherine here. I hope you are staying safe and healthy and staying home as much as possible. Because we are all cooking at home a lot more, I also wanted to offer you 20% off your order at notjust.co. The Not Just Company is the company that I co-founded to help you cook better at home. And in addition to selling Not Just Pasta Sauce, we also have tons of recipes. And guys, we are always happy to help you make dinner. Just slide into our DMs and hit us up with any questions. Uh, That is literally what we're here for. So head to notjust.co and use promo code TFL20 at checkout for 20% off your order.